Welcome to the Dear Monday Podcast, the purposeful woman's guide to living with faith and intention. We exist to provide a weekly dose of inspiration mixed with practical tools and tips to help you live on purpose and without apologies. Get ready for thought-provoking, soul-stirring conversations that will help you face a mountain of Mondays with both grace and grit. Here's your host, Taronda Freeman. Hello there. Happy Monday and welcome to the Dear Monday podcast. I am your host, Taronda Freeman. I am founder and chief encouragement officer at Sanctum and Seed. I am a dream chasing, faith pushing ministry leader and entrepreneur who wants to see you thrive regardless of the mountain of Monday staring back at you. So as you heard in the intro, the Dear Monday podcast is here to provide a weekly dose of inspiration mixed with practical tools and tips to help you live on purpose and without apologies. Today's episode is being hosted by the Free Man Beyond Me Foundation. So if you are a parent or guardian of a high school senior who is planning to go to college and you need guidance with the admissions process, especially financial aid and finding out everything that is available to your student, the Free Man Beyond Me Foundation is a viable resource for you. The organization specializes in providing college, career, and life planning tools. What you'll need to do is visit the Facebook page for more information at the Free Man Beyond Me Foundation to connect with a counselor who can help you navigate through the college admissions process with ease. Again, that is on Facebook at the Free Man Beyond Me Foundation. So welcome again uh, to the Dear Monday podcast. On today's episode, I am really, really excited about this topic. I am talking about cultivate for greatness. Cultivate for greatness. I am a huge fan of this topic, and I hope that you will stick around to hear what I have to say about how you can cultivate for greatness and see it spill over in every aspect of your life. So all season, I have been sharing tips and insight for your journey to a place called there. And I've said that there can be different for all of us. Everybody has in their mind what life will be like when we get to this place called there. There can be a short-term or a long-term goal. It can be a dream you're trying to accomplish or this goal that you have in mind. It could even be a major life decision that you're trying to make. There could be a habit you're trying to break and life is going to be so much better when you get there and break that habit. Or it could even be a past that you're trying to overcome, a past mistake, a past decision, a past failure. There could be something you're trying to build like a ministry or a business or a family or a career, or there could literally be the next step in your process. We are all on a journey to this place called there. So when we get there, what will life look like? I am talking today about how to cultivate for greatness on your journey. So cultivate for greatness. So do you realize that the journey that you're on is a seasonal journey, meaning that life will present various seasons for you. Some of those seasons will be rewarding. 
some of them will be the most challenging seasons that you've ever seen. And you can't wait to get out of that season. The journey is seasonal. And what I don't want you to do is give up because you're in a tough season. Life moves and seasons change. That's what you need to remember. Your journey is seasonal. And if you don't like the season that you're in, just keep living. Just keep going. Just keep getting up because seasons do change. The other thing to know about seasons is that it is specific. And what I mean by that is that God has a specific destination in mind for you. You are not just going to wake up and be at that destination. No, (laughs) that's why it's called a journey to this place called there. But there is a specific thing for you to do in this earth. There is a specific assignment for you to accomplish. There are specific people that only you can reach, specific people that are assigned only to your life. There is a specific role for you to play in every aspect of your life and in the lives of others. Your journey is specific. Nobody else can walk this journey the way God has carved it out for you. Lastly, your journey is sacred, that you need to realize that the journey you are on and the path that God has carved out for you, it is a sacred, divine journey. It is not to be mishandled or misjudged or mistaken for anything other than divine and sacred. And if you are living your life outside of this sacred journey, or if you are living your life without understanding that where you are is sacred, then you are missing the beauty of the journey. So your journey is seasonal, it is specific, and it is sacred. So on today, I want to talk a little bit about how you can cultivate for greatness. If you are a person who believes that there is greatness on the inside of you, that God has great things in store for you, then you will need to cultivate for that greatness. So let's define cultivate. What is it? It's an agricultural term and it means to acquire or develop. It means to plant, to nurture, to dig, and to harvest. Cultivate. On your journey to a place called there, you will need to create a lifestyle of cultivating. It needs to be a habitual part of your process. There will be seasons in life where you may not feel like cultivating. There's probably going to be times where you don't think that it's necessary. There'll be seasons when you are too burnt out or too frustrated or too overwhelmed or too worried or too busy and there is not enough time in the day and you don't even want to think about cultivating. But if you want to see the greatness that heaven has in store for you, I believe that you do, you will need to cultivate for it. You're going to need to acquire and develop some things. Maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's some values. You're going to need to plant some things. You're going to have to put something in the ground. You're going to have to nurture whatever it is that you've planted. Get in the habit of nurturing that thing. That means watering it taking care of it, watching after it, then sometimes you're going to have to dig. You're going to have to dig up some things and deal with them in your life. And lastly, you're going to reap a harvest that is all a part of cultivating. So this greatness that you see and believe is coming for you. 
you will need to get your hands dirty and cultivate for greatness. So on today, and even on this podcast, I'll always bring a biblical aspect to the conversation. So for today, and for the purpose of this conversation, let's look at the Proverbs 31 woman and how she cultivated for greatness. Let's look at Proverbs. There's one particular verse that stands out for me, and I think it's appropriate for today. Proverbs 31 and 16. Here's what it says. She, and I just want you to put your name in that spot. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Simple verse, but it is packed with so much richness. It says, She considers a field, considers. That means to think carefully, evaluate and ponder with all diligence. It means that she was strategic in her decision-making process. She was not impulsive nor impatient. She considers a field before buying it. She probably thought about whether I could afford it whether it would be a good use of our money, whether it would require a whole lot from our household, a lot of time and energy that we may not be able to give, whether it would be profitable for us because profitable and profitability is important, whether it would be a good return on our investment. She considers this field. And then after she's gone through the process of considering, it says, she buys it. She buys it. (laughs) After she weighed her options, she decided that this was a good move for her and for her household. She was strategic. This is a part of cultivating for greatness. You're going to have to consider some things. You're going to have to look at something from all different angles. This goal that you're going after, this thing that you're trying to build, This dream that you have, you need to look at it from all angles. You need to consider whether it is good for you, whether it's going to be a good reflection of your character, whether it's going to be good for the people in your circle, whether it's going to be good not only for today, but for years down the road. Because it says with the fruit of her hands, with the fruit of her hands, she does something. So let's look at that. With the fruit of her hands is talking about the profits that she had been cultivating long enough to have something to show for it. And many of us are living in this microwave society where culture is telling us that if we plant something today, we're going to reap it tomorrow. And that could be so far from the truth. She had been cultivating long enough to see fruit in her hands. With her profits, she decides to reinvest. It says with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. And that is a significant part of this one verse that not only did she consider and weighed her options, she bought the land, she took her profits and she reinvested it into a vineyard. It says she planted a vineyard. She built something that was going to render a harvest, not only in this season, because she was not just thinking about today, but she was thinking about the next season and the next season. You know, it said that when a grapevine is planted, 
that it can actually take three years to produce fruit. Hmm. Many of us don't want to wait three minutes for the things that we're working on and for the dreams that we're trying to accomplish. But this woman considered the field, bought it, and with her profits, she planted a vineyard. Her vision was not just on reaping a harvest for today, but she was planting and preparing for years down the road. Are you planting and preparing for years down the road? Not just to eat for today, because that's wonderful. You have enough on your table for today. Give us this day our daily bread. Absolutely. But what about your future? Does the vision that you have extend well into the future? Where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be three years from now? What about five years from now? Ten years from now? What about in retirement age? Have you considered whether the seeds that you're planting today will produce now and in the future? Because what I love about this Proverbs 31 woman is that she bought a field that was going to produce now, but then she planted a vineyard that was not giving off profits right now. It was not giving off fruit right now, but she was setting herself up for a lifelong supply of fruit. Have you considered whether what you're building will be able to sustain you and your household years down the line? We have to plant and prepare with the future in mind. We cannot just live for today because living for today gives us enough bread just for today. But we have to plant and prepare with the future in mind. You know, throughout scripture, sowing is used as a metaphor for one's actions. It's a metaphor. And reaping is used as a result of those actions. Here's what scripture says in Galatians chapter six. I'm going to read this in the message translation because I think it's powerful. It says, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the person who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life eternal life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend all my time planting and all I'm able to show for it are weeds. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, I want the good crops. (laughs) Why don't you just say that out loud? I want the good crops. In a nutshell, you will reap what you sow. So what kind of seeds are you sowing? When you examine where you are in life, are you satisfied with the harvest? If not, here's some advice. Just plant some new seeds. Just as simple as that. Plant something new. I'm a firm believer for myself, and this is just me, that the good that has happened to me and for me has been a result of the seeds that I've sown. Not only that, but the prayers that I've prayed and the lifestyle that I live. I try to do good. I try to live in a good space. 
be good to others, be good to myself and live in a realm of goodness. And I believe that that has rendered good in my life. Let me share this story with you. When my husband, Jerry, and I were planning our wedding, we wanted to incorporate something that represented, you know, two lives coming together as one. You've probably seen these unity ceremonies where couples use like sand or candles, you know, two people taking a candle each in their hands and lighting it. And it's representing being symbolic of this two people coming together as one. Well, Jerry and I decided that who we are and what our lives represent, that we wanted to plant a tree. So what we did was we asked his parents to bring a container of soil from his hometown in North Carolina. And I had my mom to bring a container of soil from my hometown in Mississippi. And then both Jerry and I brought our own containers of soil. But it represented our two individual lives coming together as one. And we combined the soil. Then we each took a vial of water and we watered that soil. And that day, on our wedding day, we made a commitment to ourselves and to God to develop a consistent habit of cultivating. We probably didn't even realize it in that moment, but as I've looked back over that day and what our union represented, that we were making a commitment to cultivate. A lifelong habit of planting, digging, nurturing, and harvesting. Here's a few things that I'd like to share with you that I have learned about seeds. Number one, you don't plant a seed and reap a harvest in the same day. (laughs) I wish that were the case, but it just doesn't happen like that. Cultivating takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy, attention, strategy, and diligence. And if you are not cut out for it, then what's the point of all of this? You don't plant and reap in the same day. Number two, the soil and environment where you plant is critical. I read something by Stephen Covey. He's the author of a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he warns against this. He says, working harder and harder at climbing the ladder of success only to discover it's leaning against the wrong wall. Mm-hmm-hmm. So let me put it in Taronda's language. Here's what I say. It would be a tragedy to spend all your years cultivating seeds only to find out that they've been planted in the wrong soil. My goodness, the soil and the environment where you plant is critical. Here's the third thing that I've learned about seeds. Some seeds will never produce in the same place where you plant them. When Jerry and I planted that seed on our wedding day, We had to take that small pot that we had at the wedding and we had to put that seed and the soil into a much larger pot to give the roots opportunity to spread out. Some seeds need to be moved into new and bigger pots so that the roots spread out and so that they can mature. So here's what I'd like to ask you. Have you ever had to start over? (laughs) Many of us get frustrated when life happens and it requires us to start over. Many of us are afraid to make a decision because it might require us starting over. 
You think a seed wants to be transplanted? Well, guess what? It is necessary. Starting over means that you uproot from one pot to be transplanted into another pot, a pot that has the capacity to handle your roots. This is a part of the cultivation process. You've got to be in the right place. The fourth thing that I've learned about seeds. Some seeds are dormant. And I've been doing some research on this. And this is probably another topic for another day because it is heavy. But what I've learned is that there is something in the anatomy of certain seeds that needs to be broken. No matter how much you water and nurture it, it'll never produce any fruit. I've read that you can break dormancy in a seed by exposing that seed to light, water, and time. (laughs) Light, water, and time can break the dormancy of a seed. The next thing that I've learned about seeds, the darkest hour is usually right before the greatest growth. I want you to sit in there for just a second. The darkest hour when that seed has been planted, it's usually right before its greatest level of growth. So if you've been cultivating and haven't seen the fruits of your labor yet, just hold on. Harvest is coming. The strongest roots spend most of its time in the dark before it sprouts up into some of the tallest and most vibrant crops. Just hold on. Lastly, from the beginning of time, God has had cultivating on his mind. Here's what it says in Genesis chapter two. I love this. It says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. This is the creation story at the very beginning. It says in the day that the Lord God had made earth and heaven. Now no shrub of the field was yet on the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. This is before there was anything growing for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth. I just talked about that dormant seed that needs light, water, and time. It says there was no man to cultivate the ground. And then when God sent water and a mist upon the earth, verse number seven in Genesis two says this, then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living person. Cultivate for greatness. Regardless of how much time and energy and effort it takes, it is worth it. Cultivate for it. There is a saying that says anything worth having is worth working for. If you are going to see the greatness manifest in your life, you're going to have to cultivate You're going to have to plant. You're going to have to dig. You're going to have to root up. You're going to have to consider some things. You're going to have to work with your hands. Get your hands dirty. You're going to have to cultivate that thing. Amen to that. Well, I'd love to hear from you, friends. Why don't you go ahead and send me a message on social media or an email at contact at sanctumnc.com and let me know if any of this message has resonated with you. I like to end every episode with an affirmation or some words to live by. So here's some words to live by on today. You were created to cultivate. 
It is in your DNA. It is a part of your spiritual makeup and it is necessary for your journey. Your purpose in life is to acquire and develop, to plant, to nurture, to dig, and to reap a bountiful harvest. And it is so. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on today. I will see you next Monday right here on the Dear Monday podcast. Cheers and have a fantastic rest of the week. God bless you. You've been listening to Dear Monday with Taronda Freeman. Please join us on Mondays for new episodes. Subscribe and connect with us on social media at Sanctum and Seed. See you next Monday.